He's winning golf tournaments. He's got that monkey off his back. Get off my back, you monkey. Get off my back, you monkey. Tony Fee now. Tony Fee now. Hey, hey, Tony Fee now. Woo! What's Get up, my back? Get off my back. What's up, golf addicts? It's the Tour Junkies. We're fired up. Tony, Tony Fee now finally won him a big one. You know what I mean? This is the mm-hmm. BMW Championship 2021 DraftKings and betting discussion. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a second. David Barnett here, your host, Pat Perry, with me as well. We're going to have a fun show tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I am I'm getting lubed up, Pat, on some uh, some Wild Leap vodka. And it's, oh. And it's, it's, oh. I made a little mixture, a little concoction tonight. No ice. All It's, it's just so it, it's going to be good. Let me, let me tell you something. Yeah. yeah. I got something to tell you. Okay. I'm doing something on this show that I have not done this entire year. Now, I don't want it to sound like I'm breaking some sort of like, you know, New Year's resolution or something because I didn't have this as a resolution, but I've just been sticking the beer on the podcast. That's pretty much what I've done all year long. Yes, yes. Maybe you noticed that. Yes, I have. This evening, I'm drinking vodka. I'm drinking wildly vodka tonight. You know... DB, I got my big draft weekend coming up this weekend. Uh, yes. Yeah, we talk about this. It's 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 four days of yeah. just debauchery, and yeah. I gotta prepare myself for that no, because no. I have to take it to a new level for that. And I can't just be drinking beer and sipping on beer. I got I gotta get the vodka in me tonight, and so that's what I that's what I got. That's what I got. yeah. Like a lot of these golfers trying to peak for the playoffs. I get it, man. I get it. Props mm-hmm. to you for that. Uh, as always, we're presented to you by Fantasy National Golf Club. FantasyNational.com slash TJ is where you go to sign up. If you haven't done that already, you're a loser, okay? Um, it's If you're betting on golf in any capacity, playing DraftKings, whatever it is you're doing, buddies league, season-long league, one and done, doesn't matter. FantasyNational.com has all the stats, data, course history, form information, everything you need to get it done. We've been using them for like four years now. They're trusted friends and it's a trusted source and they license everything from the pj tour so you know it's good and if you go to fantasynational.com slash tj you get 20 percent off any membership level that you choose you can try it weekly you can try it monthly and if you like it you can upgrade it to the monthly or the annual membership and you still get to keep the 20 percent off for the lifetime of the account as long as you tell them the tour junkies sent you so head over to fantasynational.com slash tj and check it out pat mm. pat 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 Mm. Um, first of all, we have to wish a hearty congratulations to RJ Miller, the 2021 Nut Hut Listener League Champion of the World, RJ Miller time. Very, very well done, RJ. You, sir, uh, you had a, a huge lineup. I mean, it was, you know, RJ almost took down the PME contest. He did, uh, yes, thank you, Wes, they do. Uh, RJ almost took down the PME contest. He had a great week, killer lineup, had some Cam Smith in there. Would have been a bigger week had he had, or had Cam Smith won. Um, But RJ won pretty handily the Nut Hut Listener League Finals. And therefore, he is earning himself a trip to either Augusta or Savannah. And you and I will meet him at that destination. We will play some golf. We will uh, probably have a few adult beverages, a good meal or two. 
and uh, have a great time. It's a VIP trip for all RJ, and it's all expenses paid from the TJs. I wish you know. I wish he lived a little closer. He's in freaking Sacramento, so the plane ride is a little bit more uh, more costly. So thanks a lot for that, RJ. We'll be flying you Spirit Airlines. So I hope you don't get punched in the face, or um, I just hope you make it safely whenever that does happen. Uh, but RJ, good good dude, good member of the Nut Hut, very funny member of the Nut Hut. So uh, I'm excited about it, and and shout out to RJ. And and listen, if you're sitting here going, man, I missed out. That sucks. You know the thing is. We, we're going to restart the Listener League when the new PGA Tour season starts, which is in like, yeah. I don't know, like four minutes. So, I, no, it's not four minutes. It's in like two weeks for the Fortinet. Fort, what is it? Have you seen the name change of it, the sponsor? It's like the Fortinet Championship. I haven't paid attention to it's that It's something yet. weird. But it's right after Eastlake. Uh, we, have, we have four legs of the season that we break out. So if you win a week or if you win a leg, you get an entry into the finals at the Northern Trust every year. And RJ got it done. So, you know, if you missed out, it gets to start right back over. You just got to go join the Nut Hut. So go to tourjunkies.com, click on Golby's Nut Hut, and for $10 a month, or just go ahead and pay $90 for the year, you get to be a part of the community. You get to have a lot of fun on the Discord server that we have. Uh, meet a lot of cool people, funny people. We've got a great, great connection in there. And actually, if you're like, oh, golf's kind of winding down, screw it, man. I'm going to focus on the NFL. Another reason to join the Nut Hut, because we have these threads in the Nut Hut for baseball, NBA, uh, UFC, football, uh, gaming, all kind of other channels in there. And we got a lot of people winning a lot of money. Pat, I saw somebody in the Nut Hut Hall of Fame thread won like 70K on baseball the other night or something. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible some of the, the different channels that we have in there. It's all part of it. You know, a lot of good insight. There's a lot of folk, a lot of sharp people in the Nut Hut that uh, contribute outside of just golf. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, we got Nita in there. Nita's in there doing just a basketball. killing it with the MMA and stuff and basketball. I mean, she'll post all her notes. Wait a I can't even believe all the stuff. She Nita does, does MMA too. Oh hell yeah! Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of sharp folks in there. It's, it, it's the best ninety dollars you'll spend all year. I mean, give me a break. So get mm-hmm. in there, even though golf season's ending. Get a leg up on the competition because this first leg of the season with all these weak events, you're going to have not a lot of competition. That's the best way to get you a spot in the finals and a chance to win an all expenses paid trip to either Champions Retreat in Augusta with me and Pat, uh, which is my home course. It hosts the Augusta National Women's Amateur every year. It's a beautiful spot. 27 holes, nine by player, nine by Nicholas, nine by Palmer. You've got, uh, or we can go to Savannah, to Pat's place at the landings where they have five golf courses. Not one, not two, six. not six. Actually six. Six golf courses, including Deer Creek, which hosts a web.com mm-hmm. event every year where my boy Sam Burns got his first web.com victory a couple years ago. It's a great spot. There's like 70 billion restaurants in there. You can see Pat and his gated community element. So you got a lot of great options in there. You just got to get in the nut hut. That's the first step. And shout out to RJ for getting it done. Um, and shout out to Tony Fino. I mean, we're going to sit on this, this for a second. Like the, the finish to the Northern Trust, albeit on a Monday, and it was annoying and the golf course was sopping wet. Um, man, it was an incredible finish. And uh, you know, poor, poor Cam Smith. I mean, the, the, the drive on the playoff hole was just like, I mean, it looked like something I would hit off the tee. It was OB from the moment it left the club face, and it was pretty much done after that. So, Finau closed the door. He, you know, it's great to see him get one, uh, a big one. You know, he won the Puerto Rico Open. It's been five years, and everybody talks about, can he get it done? Can he do it? 
Uh, and, and every eight second, I think eight second place finishes since then. Eight so. runner ups, my lord. And everybody, like, I don't know about you, but you know, a guy like that who who's so likable and really talented, but can't seem to close a door. After a while, you're almost like you almost feel embarrassed to pick him. You're almost like, uh, I, I like I like toting fee now at forty to one because you just feel like <laughs> all the people on Twitter are gonna be like, you dummy, you dummy, he can't close the door, you know. And, you know, you're, you're afraid to put him on the betting card. You're afraid to do all these things, you know, and, and that's dumb because guys don't win until they win, like until they win the big one. And Finau finally did it. And, uh, man, it was, it was fun to watch. I met him in person back in, like, 2018 at his, at his foundation event. He's as real, as genuine, as kind as he appears to be on TV. He is 100% that and more in person. Just a great dude. His foundation does a lot. Uh, really pumped to see him win, Pat. What would you think? Yeah, I was very excited to see him win. It was it was definitely a little too easy for him. I mean, Cam Smith came in there in the playoff and just, you know, throws one way out of bounds and almost hit a second one out of bounds. And uh, But I agree. Finau is such a likable guy, I think not just by fans, but also by other tour players. Uh, so you see already, I mean, just even though the win was, what, barely two hours ago, a lot of tour players tweeting about how excited they are for him. Uh, bought him up to number one in the FedEx Cup standings, got him into uh, solidly into Ryder Cup uh, right now at like the sixth slot. So yep. a lot of things with this this win uh, are helping Finau. So um, I kind of think exciting. I kind of think the jump in the FedEx Cup was kind of ridiculous. Like I mean, I think he went from like twenty something. Oh, I want to say he was they, twenty that's something. That's how they do. It. That's how. And they then all do of a sudden he's first. Point. Like, yeah, but yeah. I mean, you look at it, it's like why he shouldn't be ahead of John Rom as good as John Rom has played all season long. You look at it and think, man, that, that's kind of that's kind of nuts that he's ahead of John Rom, um, who you know had this whole tournament in the bag all week long uh, until until he didn't. But it was very it was fun to see, it was satisfying to watch Tony get that done. Although I know RJ, I was pull, we were all pulling for RJ uh, to t- possibly take down the PME contest um, with Cam Smith winning, but it is what it is. Um, but the 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 bigger contest, Pat, within mm. the contest was the onion bet. You know, <sighs> last week, I had to pay off a bet, and I told the story. My kid, my, my 11-year-old, was like, Dad, do you ever win bets against uh, Mr. Pat? Because you shaved your, you had to whack your legs, you did this, and, you, and I had to say, son, yes, you just don't see. I talked about that last week. Like, you just don't see Pat do it. But yes, mm-hmm. I do occasionally win some. I've, I've, I've definitely lost more than I've won. But, um, you know, last week, we, we spun the wheel. We still don't have a great name for that. So if you're in the YouTube comments, give us another one. I- I've looked at all the comments. I've looked at all the tweets. I got a few ideas in here that are okay, but I still don't feel like we've landed on the one. So we need a name for the betting wheel. Put that in the comments uh, if you're watching on YouTube or tweet us. But we spun the wheel, and the loser has to take a nice, healthy chunk bite out of a raw onion, chew it up, and swallow. And, uh, and I, I, I was all in on Kevin Nye last week. I said you were. I pounded I, him hard, and I was scared. I told you I was scared. And I beat the Kevin Nod drum. And, I, you, know, and, and you, you said you hated it, and you liked Cameron Tringali, and we went straight up. Cameron Tringali and Kevin Nod, and it was back and forth. I mean, this was a, a eight-round fight taken to the eighth yeah. round with guys exchanging blows, Nod winning one round, then Tringali's up, and then Nod's up, going back and forth. It was the contest within the contest. Yeah, even people in the, in, the, in the Nut Hut were talking about it. Um, but Kevin Na takes it down, winning 
the bet by three shots, finishing T8 at 13 under. Now, before we get into this, Pat. Stand. This is another reason I can't stand Kevin Na. <laughs> if, I, if, I if, if I don't need any other reasons, this is another one. Freaking Kevin Na. You know what, though, Pat? You made a fatal mistake. And I'm going to call you out for it. And I think. No, I know. I don't agree with this. I, I know where you're talking about. I don't agree with this. I would need a listener to actually say if this was, if this was a mistake. Oh, we can have the listeners tell us. And they will tell yeah. us. Pat made a massive error. And mm-hmm. we talk about it from time to time on the show. And that is victory lapping way too early. Here no. is exhibit A. I will put it on that the is screen. Not, that is not a victory it's lap. It's on the screen. It's on the screen. It is dated. You can see the date in the Discord. This is in the Nut Hut chat on 819. Literally it just on says, Thursday. Tringali, such a stud. I'm excited because he started off with like four birdies in a row. He was like four under through five. And yeah, well, that's, that's just like, that's not saying I won. And you that's say, not screenshotting such anything. a stud. And then you put the onion emoticon in there. And then I, rec- I reply and say, you may regret this early victory lap. And sir, you, you did it. You, you did the thing that we tell people not to do. You don't victory lap on Thursday. You, mm-hmm. don't talk about, you don't talk about the chalk bomb on Thursday when the chalk bomb's in the top 10 like Scotty Scheffler was last week, but ended up finishing 43rd. And he was like 16, 17% owned. And we don't hear anything on Twitter. Congrats to you, Ben Little. Good call there on Scotty Scheffler. I like Scotty, but you know, it is what it is. Um, oh, producer Sam brings up another good point. At 2.07 on Thursday in our group it's text. Just a, it's just an announcement. It's an announcement. Oh. It's not the victory oh, okay. lap. Okay. In our group chat, in our group text on Thursday at 2.07, producer Sam says he texts, quote, Tringali with an exclamation point. So Pat victory lapping in the nut hut on text Damn, threads. When did I, let me t- that let is me t- not what you do, Pat. You don't do it. You just let me tell do. y'all something. I needed to go back to this. Sam, I texted Sam. Hang on. You just don't do it, man. You can't even come close to doing it. You don't even tiptoe on the line of, of early touting it on Thursday. You just don't. If anything, you reverse, you try to reverse it, which you tried to do to me today, this afternoon. And I said, no, you stop. Yeah, I did, I did but try you, to do you that. You can't do that, man. You just can't. We've been doing this long enough. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I'll give you some of it. Maybe it was a little. It was excitement because he started off. He did start off like four under through five holes. It was a pretty damn good start. Um, Sam, I can't find the text, but this is just another reason that I feel like you are against me always, Sam. You're always <laughs> against me. You always save every, all these, all the video <laughs> clips that you clip out, all the s- screenshots that you come up with are all you. I mean, you are not an equal opportunity DB or Pat. You really they're are. Called hi- they're called highlights, Pat. They're highlights. highlights. Yeah. yeah. They're um, highlights. I, I like uh, Charlie Oliver, my boy Charlie, who was in the chat last week. You know, Pat was peacocking <laughs> prematurely, and he definitely was. He was, uh, you were, Pat. You got you to gotta admit it. And it's okay. We, got, we just got to learn from our mistakes. As touts, as, as touts, we have to learn from our mistakes. I'll, keep, I'll, I'll start to keep a, a tabs of your, your mistakes, some t- receipts, which, which happen a lot. Okay. All right, well, let's... Uh, like taking bets and then not actually playing the bet. Let's, that that was done accidentally once, okay? Give me a break. Let's see it. Let's see it, Pat. How'd the onion selection go down? Okay, so, yeah. I'm so glad I don't have to do this. I, I just... So I picked out an onion today at the grocery store. Here it is. Mm, yeah. Here's the onion. Is that a Vidalia onion? 
you know, I was hoping for a Vidalia onion, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't really say Vidalia. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really what I wanted. Okay. Um, so it's it's peeled nicely, and um, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> God, that's so gross. <laughs> Sam, what are you doing? Okay, there we go. You're handling this way better than I would handle it. Oh, no! <laughs> he went back for seconds. What? Are you kidding me? What? What is going on? Pat. Oh, my God. Dude, old men are disgusting. Old farts are just disgusting. I can't even believe it. That's disgusting. There you go. Dylan says his grandpa eats onions like that. Was that, dude? I, I seriously was like really sweating doing that. And you, t- you, I gotta say, you, you really handled that. You really showed that onion who's boss. God, I can taste it myself. I'm not even doing it. Woo. Ugh. Did you swallow it though? Yeah. Okay. You spit some of I it out. I say, I might have, I might have, I might have uh, bitten off a little more than I could chew there. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's so gross, man. All right, well, way, way to go. Way to pay off the onion bet. If you guys have It wasn't a bad onion. It wasn't? It wasn't a bad onion, but... Uh, yeah. How long does it goodness. take to get that out of your, out of your, out of your system? You know? I'm a little worried at how that's going to happen for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little worried. I wonder if your pee or your poop is going to smell like that. Well, I'm not going to get in bed with the wife and give her a big fat kiss after, uh, yeah. after the show. Yeah. Um, um, but look, I'll, I'll admit... Little peacock and earlier, as yep. someone m- mentioned in the chat. Yep. I learned from my mistakes <laughs> and uh, lost a bet, whatever. F you, Kevin Nah, again, giving me another reason to hate you. Yeah. Yep. Um, wow. How about your brother in here? The two minute lineup from last week helped me win 500 in the $100 single entry. Yeah, wow. he did. Wow. Look at that. All he has to do is listen to the last two minutes. No, that is not what you need to do, Chris. That is Chris. That's terrible advice. Direct TV, you you're not being Direct TV right now. Well, his his Direct TV status is up in the air anyway. We've been talking about yeah. that. It's kind of up in the air. I, I'm not sure that it's it's still there. Um, let's 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 talk about this. You know, the Ryder Cup factor. The Ryder Cup's coming up. That's been discussed uh, ad nauseum by a lot of folks, and it's going around the, the Twitter verse as well. Tony Finau bumps up to number six in the Ryder Cup standings. And I think in terms of guys who are, I think obviously that locks in Tony Finau. He, he played in the last one. He's there. Um, I think the guys that are, well, well, then you have the Patrick Reed situation, which apparently he has bilateral pneumonia. Um, he withdrew from the event minutes before lineup lock on Thursday for the Northern Trust, citing an ankle injury, and then he's been hospitalized with uh, the the bilateral pneumonia. So hopefully that that gets better for old Patrick. Not really sure if it's COVID related or anything like that. I don't know if that's been said, but anyway, I I don't. It has not been said, but who knows. Reed is currently in the 10 spot for the Ryder Cup bubble. And I mean, if he doesn't play this week, which I think there's a strong chance he doesn't, he may have already withdrawn. I don't know. Um, he probably has. 
but he's got to play. I mean, if he doesn't play at Eastlake, he's really going to be in trouble, I think. Uh, but he's currently 10th in the Ryder Cup standings. You got Xander and Jordan at seven and eight. I think they're a lock. I think they're a lock. I think the top six currently are locked. Um, so then that leaves, you know, that, that leaves four spots between, I think, Harris English, Patrick Reed, pending health, Patrick Cantlay, Daniel Berger, Webb Simpson, Scotty Scheffler, Billy, Ho- Billy Horschel, Jason Kokrak, Sam Burns, Kevin Kisner kind of on the outside looking in. Phil Mickelson at 19, if we put Phil on the team as a player, I'm please not going to be happy. No, please, I'm not going to no. be happy at that. No. I, I've seen if, it if, if we do that, we are saying we are not trying to win the Ryder Cup. Yeah, that is what we're saying. By the way, AC I mean, confirms Reed has withdrawn officially from the BMW. Thank you, AC. He's always, he's always on the ins and outs, AC is. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a close run. Obviously, Burns, Kokrak, Billy Horschel, Kiz, those guys really got to have a great week um, here. And, and, you know, and, and if they make it to East Lake, they got to make a good run. But um, I feel like Harris English has done enough to get there. I think Webb is obviously one with experience on the Ryder Cup. He's right there at the 13 spot. Berger's had a tremendous year. Cantlay's got the experience. So some of these guys may be pretty much locked, but I do think a guy like Scotty Scheffler could make some noise. Uh, Kokrak winning twice this year. He needs to have a couple good weeks here. He's, he struggled the last couple. Um, so it's very interesting, the Ryder Cup landscape at the moment. In terms of any, anything else to add there on Team USA for now? Just in terms no, of, I, I agree with you. I think Scheffler definitely could make some noise the rest of the, these playoffs. Well, but, um, you know, we'll see. What You didn't mention Horschel at all. Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, he's on the outside. I was in. trying to move the onion because the the onion is causing some tearing action, <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to get it for, further away from me. Yeah. So. Um, on the Euro side, I, I don't. There, there's there's three names playing this week that are in the Ryder Cup discussion, uh, and that would be Victor Hovland at 12, Westwood at 13, and Shane Lowry at 15. Now the way the, the the way the Europeans have their points set up, it's kind of wacky. I mean, Bernd Wiesberger is currently seventh. Victor Perez is eighth. Um, Guido, God love him, I like him a lot. He's tenth. Thomas Dietrich eleventh. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason Victor Hovland should. I don't think any of those guys should be chosen over Victor Hovland. So I, I feel like Hovland is yeah. in, even if he sucks this week or next week. I think he's in. I think it comes down to Westwood and Lowry at 13 and 15, especially, you know, so they got this week, they're both in the field for the BMW to do something to get themselves further up the, the, the ranking here. And, and Westwood obvi- probably looking at his last possible chance of being a player. I think Westwood's going to end up on that team. You think so? Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like, you know, he's going to, he's going to get, I think the European tour is going to do something that the U.S. team would normally do. Is they're going to kind of give him Sort of like the, the old man the old, nod. The old man nod. Yeah. He's playing well the last year or so. He's right there on the bubble. We're going to put him on the team, and it's probably going to be a mistake. Yeah, but that I have a feeling that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Well, those are some names to watch. I think this this week uh, in this event with the BMW, the Lowry, Westwood, Hovland on the Euro side. Maybe, yeah. Uh, um, maybe more so Lowry and Westwood in terms of Ryder Cup rankings, but. That's definitely something to pay attention to. Um, all right, Pat, let's let's get into this, man. Let's talk about this new golf course that we have, Caves Valley Golf Club. 
in uh, Owings Mills, Maryland, right outside of Baltimore. Pat, tell us about this this new track, what we need to know. Yeah, Caves Valley. Um, it is a par 72. Now, you'll see a little bit of different uh, things on the, the interwebs as far as what this course plays like. But if you go to the PGA Tour site, this is, this is all official on how it's going to play this week. It is a par 72. It is 7,542 yards. There are 69 players in the field right 69. now. 69. <laughs> <laughs> when you don't count Patrick Reed. Uh, it is a no-cut event, so uh, we're kind of playing, uh, as far as strategy-wise, similar to like a, a World Golf Championship or something like that. Uh, this is a Tom Fazio design. Greens are pure bent grass greens and should be rolling extremely quick. Also have bent fairways. The rough is bluegrass with some rye mixed in there, and there's some pretty tall fescue uh, if you get it way offline here. Uh, water is in play on five of the holes. Uh, the f- par fours here are pretty long. Uh, six of them are 450 plus yards. Um, you know, I think this is a setup, though, when you just kind of listen to all the things that are out there right now, you look at the course, it is definitely a setup that is going to favor the Bombers. I think that the, yeah. the Bombers this week have a huge advantage. You know, Fazio loves to put bunkers out in the fairways and, you know, bunkering around the greens and all that kind of stuff. I mean, if just traditionally, when you look at his courses and if you can hit it fairly straight and long on this course, you can cut corners, you can take the bunkers out of play. It gives you a huge advantage to approach into these greens. So I am definitely going to be looking at guys who are longer off the tee yep. and at least can hit it somewhat straight. You know, Quail Hollow is a Fazio design. That's one that a lot of people compare this course to. Um, Conway Farms is another course that they've played the BMW on before, Jason Day and. Mark Leishman won on that course um, and uh, for the BMW. Um, that's another one that gets a little bit of a comparison here. But, you know, I, and I don't always like to, like, pl- play the architect angle, but I think when you have a new course that we haven't really seen on tour that much, I do want to look at guys that typically might play well on his courses. Um, you know, good bunker players because, like I said, he likes to, you know, mold the greens and shape the greens with bunkers around them and, and off the fairway and, and make those um, penalizing if he, if he can. Um, you know, a couple notes on this course. Uh, it has held two senior tour events. Both of them were majors. I think one was like a senior, maybe U.S. Open, and then a senior players championship, which they consider a major. PGA Tour doesn't oh. consider the player, but uh, they do. Um, you also had a couple NCAA championships here, including. The 2005 NCAA Men's Champion University of Georgia Bulldogs. Praise of God. which Kevin Kisner, Chris Kirk, and I think Brendan Todd were on that team. So Love that it. doesn't really mean anything. I just wanted to say yeah. it. Um, so if you're looking at stats, obviously form. Uh, I'm looking at approach, strokes gain off the tee, putting on bent grass greens. I do think some scrambling just around these greens and bunker play, I think you can look at. Um, but, you know, and I think another reason to be in the nut hut is we should probably get some more information from some caddies on the ground, um, other things that we might hear. Uh, you know, maybe we're, we're, we'll hear something from Kiss, you know, uh, because he's played this course back. I mean, it was a no five, but so who knows? I'm not saying we will, not promising anything. I'm just saying, yeah. uh, you know, the nut hut is good for getting, especially, 
for information on courses that we you know are new on tour um the nut hut has been fantastic for that so yeah i sent some early feelers out already today i haven't heard back but maybe i'll hear back live and we'll see what we can do um great stuff pat yep i i agree i think this is a for sure a bombers track i'm i'm excited to load up on a few bombers that um that that arrive here obviously you can play the angle of you know the the five to ten names just inside the top well probably the five names just inside the top 30 and just outside the top 30 in terms of fedex rankings you can kind of look at that and think about you know who's really got to make a move this week weigh that how you will um but you know definitely looking at form I, i did pay attention to a number of players that uh this last week at the northern trust lost some strokes putting but hit it really well tee to green um as we know, that can turn around quickly. So I'll be I'll be discussing those guys here shortly. And you got a number of guys that missed the cut at the Northern Trust, or if you're Louie, just didn't play the Northern Trust, and may have gotten some early looks at Caves Valley. Um, and, and you know, maybe maybe there's a slight advantage there. Some tour pros would tell you they have all they need to do. You know, like your DJs who really oversimplify things may say, you know, yeah, I mean, all I really got to do is see the golf course one time, and you know, I kind of know what what I need to do to get there, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, so you can take that, you know, how you want it, but there's definitely some names that, that missed the cut, uh, or, you know, and are, are going to be in the field this week that might've gotten over there to the, uh, outside the Baltimore area to take a look at this golf course, as opposed to the guys that had to finish up today and they get there on short rest and with a limited time to check it out. But, uh, that's another thing to think about. Um, you know, our boy, I think one thing to note, too, is we talked about the Patrick Reed injury. Uh, Colin Morikawa, it was, it was heard, it was, it was discussed last week that he actually hurt his back at the Olympics. Um, he mentioned that before or, or during the tournament week this week, and then he missed the cut, and he lost strokes in every category, mm-hmm. which... That would have been something would have been nice yeah, to know. that would have been great for something, somebody, yeah. You know, there's a lot of discussion on Twitter these days about, you know, with the PJ Tour embracing gambling and all this kind of stuff, how, you know, the way they handle injury reporting is dreadful, but it's tough. It's complicated, right? These guys are independent contractors. They're not owned by a team or, um, you know, it's different than the NFL or NBA, but there's definitely, it definitely sucks when something like that happens, especially with a high profile player like Colin Morikawa. I mean, to see him lose strokes on approach this week is pretty shocking. Like, so clearly he doesn't, he is not feeling well now. I'm sure that he'll be in the press room before they, they lock and load on Thursday morning this week, and I'm sure he'll be asked about it. So we'll see what he has to say, and you can either believe it or you can fade. There you go. So definitely some injuries to, to pay attention to. Speaking of injuries, Pat, you know, we talked, we've talked about it the last few weeks. you got everyday aches and pains from exercise, injuries, getting older, just stress, you know. Um, you don't want to miss any more, you know, golf. You don't want to, you don't want to not be able to touch your toes, or as you say, you can do a split, which I don't believe that still we'll find out about that. But that's why a leading health clinic in Seattle invented hundred percent drug free relief factor with uh, four key ingredients to activate your metabolic pathways that support your body's natural response to pain and inflammation. Mr. Morikawa could use some relief factor, I'm sure. And now you got tens of thousands of people using relief factor. We've been using it, helping me limber up, helping me, you know, get get the creaks and cracks out before I go to the gym in the mornings. Uh, I don't know what it helps Pat do, but maybe do his splits. You know what I mean? Um, our friend John says he's, he's had some relief in his shoulders and his knees, and he's, he can golf and he can go fishing without any pain. 
So uh, that's Relief Factor. If you got those everyday aches and pains, Relief Factor is 100% drug-free and designed to be taken every day so you can get out and stay out of pain. And the only way to know if it's going to work for you is to do what we did and try it for yourself. The best way to do that is to order the three-week quick start. It's discounted to just $19.95 plus shipping and handling, so it can be easier to try it for yourself. Go to relieffactor.com slash tourjunkies, all one word, and order a three-week quick start. You'll be glad you did. Again, to claim your three-week quick start for $19.95, go to relieffactor.com slash tourjunkies. Get your body lubed up. You know, get the body lube going and, uh, you know, get your metabolic pathways doing what they, what they were designed to do, mm. you know. Because if they're not doing that, you know, you know, what are they even doing? Yeah. Producer Sam, do we have odds anywhere, prices anywhere? Last-minute check. I think right now on DraftKings, let's see. We're recording this on Monday night. It's about 9.30 Eastern p.m. 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Let's see. Nope. No, no uh, DFS pricing. Can't find odds anywhere. So we'll just have to wing it. Nope, not yet. All right. So here we go. Let's just talk okay. through some names. Let's start. Let's just go to the FedEx Cup rankings. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right 69 now. 69 players in the field, as you mentioned. Uh, there is no cut this week. I can't remember if you said that or not, but that's uh, yeah, something I to... Did. Okay, good. Um, by the way, a few na- let's talk about some names that aren't in the field that we don't have to worry about. Because oh. I thought about this. Oh, good. I don't have to worry about Matthew Fitzpatrick because he finished 73. Don't have to worry about Fitzy. <sighs> Um, so you know what? Take that stress off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Here's here's a here's another one you can take this stress off your shoulders. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, here here's a guy that didn't make it that you know I think uh, a lot of people like to play, and uh, that's Matthew Wolf. He finished seventy first. You know Matthew Wolf. You don't have to worry about Matthew Wolf. I this, bet him last week. week. He really he really yeah. had an early exit. Yeah. Here's another guy. Yeah. Here's another guy that you don't have to worry about this mm-hmm. week, BB. Terrell Hatton. Yep, I had him too. 74th. You mm-hmm. don't have to worry about him. I had two uh, players Ch- in my entire player pool miss the cut. In yeah. my entire player pool. Terrell Hatton and Sergio Garcia in my DFS yeah. player pool. Those are the two. And I had them let me, everywhere. Let me tell you another guy you don't have to worry about this week. Who? Okay. Because uh, a lot of people, they, I have, how many picks do you think I've made this whole year? I don't know. Like, how many, like, every week? A hundred? How many players have I picked this whole entire year? I don't know, but we keep track of it, so we'd have to look at it. There is one player that, for some reason or another, was so polarizing as a pick that I got more shit this (laughs) week, or last week, than ever before. But you don't have to worry about him this week. Matthew Wallace. You don't have to worry about Matt, Matt Wallace, Wallace, okay? Yep. For some reason. <laughs> yeah, you did God get, knows why. Everybody gave me a bunch of shit for that one You did pick. get a lot of heat for that. <laughs> I don't know. Do y'all realize how many picks I make? Do we need to go, do we need to go over that? My oh, God. <laughs> anyway, so you don't have to worry about Matthew Wallace this week. There's others we could go in, but I just wanted to go through a few that did not make this field that we, we don't need to worry I'm about. grateful. Maybe put that in the chat on YouTube. Put in the chat who you're grateful you don't have to make a, de- a decision on this week. I'm grateful that it's Adam Scott and Henrik Norlander. I don't have to make a decision on either one of those mm-hmm. guys. I, now, I wish Henrik were Adam here. Scott is one. How about what the hell he did? Yeah. I mean, that guy was cruising into the cut and then just said, nope, screw it. Yep. My season's done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm out. 
but it's Adam. He's got all the money he needs, man. Who cares? He's not. He doesn't. Yeah. He's he doesn't yeah. care. Um. All right. Let's let's take a look at this. Let, I guess we could. Let's just try to sift through the top of the what the pricing and and betting odds are going to be. Um. Obviously, John Rom is going to be up there. JT Morikawa Bryson. Uh, I guess Louie's going to, you know, Louie's been plugging himself in the top three to four to five priced guys in the last few tournaments he's been in. It'll be interesting to see where they slide him in here um, now that he's back and he's rested up. Hopefully he's, he's got his mattress there in Maryland and he's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. You got Xander, Brooks is going to be up there. DJ is going to be up there. That's in Rory. That's probably going to be in Morikawa. I didn't say Morikawa. We'll see how the books and the pricing factors in the, the, the Morikawa injury news. But what are we thinking about, about any of those guys? Any, any, where, where's some early leans here? Well, I love, I love Rory this week. I think he's going to end up being a great play. You know, he typically does play Fazio course as well. We saw, I mentioned Quail Hollow as being a possible, you know, correlate, correlating course, and he just won there uh, a few months ago back in May. Um, I, I just think this could be a course that Rory can do really well on. So I like him. I'll, I'll be interested to see where his ownership is. Um, I, I don't think it'll be that high compared. I mean, it'll be like, look, we have 70 people in this field, so it's definitely going to be a little more spread out up top. Um, but I do like him. I, I'm probably going to play Usti because yeah. it, it's going to end up being where, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that come off of him because he didn't play the last what week or two i don't know about that and i, I think people are still going to be on usty no we'll see. i mean we'll see yeah i don't, I don't but think that's I, he's one that i'll be looking to see where his ownership is if it looks a little bit low and there are people that are coming off of him because you know it's kind of out of sight out of mind type thing you know i don't i may play more usty but he i mean he's just been so solid this year and he's a great driver of the ball so even if he's not necessarily that long off the tee he's so good driving the ball i think this course would be good for him so I'm a, I'm a big fan of him this week. And then, how are you gonna? You know, I was talking to my bro. I was talking to Directv actually about this today. John Rom, mm-hmm. I always, whenever he wins, I never play him. And then mm-hmm. he's he's bad when I do play him. But I just feel like he's got to have a little bit of anger in him after what happened uh, this past week. Not that he, not I mean, you know, Finau and Cam Smith just played a little better at the end. But I think Rom could be. This is a great course fit for him. I love him this week. Um, he is going to be highly owned. I don't care. I think he's going to be the chalkiest player that I eat. Mm. Um, guess who my favorite play? Maybe in the whole field. Um, favorite play. He's in this range. Uh, probably won't bet him. I don't. Well, I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, depending on how things look, I'm. I may actually bet him. Uh, do you have any ideas who who it may be? I will say, um, Xander. No. JT. No. Okay. I'm going to play Bryson DeChambeau. Mm. Yes. I was expecting a different reaction out of that. Um, I don't want it. Why? Why? Why do you want to play Bryson? I think Bryson is heating up, and I think this is, he's going to eat on this golf course. He is going to eat this place like it's an organ protein shake made of 
just boobies. You know, like he's uh, gonna he's gonna drink a booby shake on this course. He's gonna drink a booby shake. If yeah, I think he is going to demolish this golf course. The, you know, this week he he did okay. He played okay. He lost over two and a half strokes putting, which is, I mean, Bryson either does that or he like gains five strokes putting. Uh, but he gained five point one five off the tee and over three on approach. Now he comes to a course I think better suited for him. Give him those par fives. Uh, you know, finishes right there next to Brooks this this week. Um, you know, I just think I think the fire is in there and he's ready to show up. I'm gonna call it. I think Bryson DeChambeau wins this golf tournament. Will I bet him? I haven't bet him all year because he's usually too short. If he's if he's in the 15, 16 to one or longer, I think I will. And he and he kind of has been. He's been lingering in there. I can't remember what he was last week, but you know, with Ron playing so well, Morikawa, um, you know, I, I think he's going to be up there, and I I can't wait to play him. So that's something I've never heard you say. I, it it, it I is. I can't wait to play Bryce. I can't wait because I'm so, I feel so good about it. I really do. What if he like? What are you going to do when Bryson? totally screws you this week like is it how can the hate get any worse oh it can't it can't get anywhere if if he's so like you're basically it's like buying a stock you're buying the bottom in the mind of db of of yeah of bryson's but it's not a it's not a like oh this feels gross like but i gotta like you don't want to take a shower after this it doesn't feel like that It, it really just feels like it feels good actually I can't stand him. This doesn't mean I like mm. him anymore. I don't. But from a gambling DFS perspective, it feels as good as it could feel. And I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I like your Louis Somebody, call. Somebody needs to so – I don't know why this thought just came into my mind. But all these great people like, like Crazy Marcus that likes to put – like like they can do these gifts and things and they can <laughs> create all these things. Somebody needs to put it out on Twitter, Twitter of DB – just like giving Bryson a massage. <laughs> like, I feel like, you know, he's like your spa play of the week mm. and you just love some Bryson, mm. but you just, you're just giving him a massage and you're, you're just telling Bryson, Bryson. I, Dude, I would I, never I, do that in a million years. Like I still, I, I can't stand him, but I'm telling you, I yeah. feel it. I feel it this week. I think this is, he's you feel gonna, it in your plums. Yeah. It's down there there. Yeah. He's going to do it this week. I just, I, I believe he is. So you mentioned Kepka real quick there uh, in your conversation yeah. about yeah. Bryson, and I like Kepka. I like Brooks this week. I, I think uh, it, this is just another week that he can he can prove that he's the man. It's a good course fit for him. I like Brooks. So uh, I like the Louis call. I, I think DJ is interesting. Um, early exit, early mm-hmm. exit uh, this this week for the Northern Trust. He was. Actually, pretty bad tee to green. He lost strokes everywhere. But I think, you know, it's DJ. You never know what, you know. He did well at Congaree. Of course, I know you love. Yeah. Which yeah. is a Fazio designed also, uh, even though he didn't win. But it was a new course, one that these players had not yeah. been on before. And he did well. And that's one reason I think DJ, you know, because I think DJ doesn't, he just doesn't think about enough things. So, so like, like some people overthink things. Some people, 
you know, are just like they're they're just natural. Like he underthinks it, meaning like he just yeah. doesn't care. Yeah, so he, he does. just doesn't think about enough things that could be in the way for him. And so I think that could be a you know a good strategy this week. I just like like yeah uh, no I, I'm I'm with you. He does. Uh, I like the uh, I was gonna say I like the Hideki call. I like the Hideki call. Um, I don't know that I love the the Rory play. So if I if I got to pick a fade here. I don't know that I'm buying the Rory play yet. The irons mm-hmm. were very bad this week. Um, now he finally got the putter warmed up, but the irons were pretty rough. Um, now the the one thing about Rory is if he wants to make it to East Lake, he's got to hang on as he currently sits 28th in the standings. I would imagine he would like to, but I also see Rory if he doesn't get out to a hot start. It just, I mean, how much money does Rory have? And and it, it, sitting at 28th. Do we really think he's going to, you know, if he, if he doesn't get off to a hot start, okay, then I just, you know, and, and he, he can't win or top three, which is going to vault him up the standings. I just see him kind of mailing it in. Well, yeah, I agree. But, I mean, you look, at, you look at last week, gained around the greens, gained on approach. He did lose strokes off the tee. I think, though, it, it's... Who knows? Maybe it just wasn't a fit for him. I, I'd like this course fit for him better, and I think he'll he'll do better off the tee. I'd be shocked if he doesn't gain strokes off the tee this week, but we'll see. Okay. Um, I think the you know that low nine k eight k range is likely going to turn up uh, turn up interesting. I, well, obviously, you know when we didn't mention Finau, I mean, like I, I think Finau could probably find himself in that mid to mm-hmm. upper nine k range as well. Um, it's got to feel so good for him. We, we just sang a song about it, getting the monkey off his back. But it's got to feel great for him to, to get that done. Uh, and and I've, I actually like – I, I think he could continue the run. Uh, not saying he's going to win because Bryson's going to win, but I think he could continue the good play here. And, you know, we'll see how it looks with the ownership. Are people going to jump off the guy who won last week or what are they going to do? What's the price going to be? But um, I don't know that I'd bet him to win back-to-back after getting that big monkey off the back. Now, Finau's a devout Mormon, so he's not going to be like throwing down like Kisner did last week uh, and basically be worthless for the next 72 hours. That, we don't have to worry about that. Um, he's doing his thing. But, you know, I, I, I like him in DFS maybe to continue, you know, keep doing his thing. So somebody did to look at Did you see Bryson, by the way, is going to um, enter that yes. long drive contest right after the Ryder Cup? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, I mean, whatever. I don't care. I think he's going to get destroyed by those guys. Maybe. Maybe. I think he is. I don't think he's going to come close. I don't care that he's doing it. I will say that. I know no laying up got real bent out of shape that he was doing it. I don't care. I I don't care that he's doing it. I'm not like, I don't care that he's, I just, I'll watch it, I guess. Yeah. If they put it on TV. I don't know, but I just think. Oh, they'll put it on TV. Yeah. they'll, They'll put it on TV. Um, by the way, when we get done with this, when we get done with our kind of early leans, we're going to do a live YouTube chat, take some questions, just a handful. So think about some stuff, throw it in the chat here in a little bit, and, and stick around because that's what we're going to do. Um, All right, so now we're going to guess 8K. Kind of working gonna... down. Yeah, I think the nine, like low 9, 8K possibility. I think Cam Smith's going to be up there. Jordan, just, old, old Jordan had a rough week, I think. I mean, he, he, he slipped in there and made the cut, but um, did not. I mean, the off the tee game was atrocious. Um, very, very, very bad. Uh, so I don't know about Jordan. He finished seventy third. Uh, 
What the hell happened to him today? Yeah, he he could. He was awful. Um, Harris English, I'm sure, is going to be in that category. Mm -hmm. Abe Answer. My boy Sam Burns, I keep talking about him every week. Like, I, I, Sam Burns has got to be in that 8K range, I think, this week. No way. He's probably not. I bet he's 7,900. Maybe, yeah, maybe he will be with a strong field. Um, Hovland is in there who broke his putter today. Hovland's going to be in there. Um, let's see. Joaquin Neiman's found himself at Daniel Berger, Scotty Scheffler for sure. Scotty's <clears throat> gonna be in that AK room. Do we think Sung Jay makes it to the AK or probably not? No, I think he's 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 been regulated down to the seven K range. Um Well let me tell you, uh regulated or relegated? Relegated. There you there we go. Relegated. Um I actually really like Sung Jay this week. I think I talked about okay. him last week. Did I talk about him last week? I think I did, or maybe it was the week before. I like Sung Jay this week. He lost about a stroke putting, um, gained 4.3 or 4.13 strokes off the tee, and almost three strokes on approach this week. Um, I, I like I like where Sung Jay's at right now. He's 25th in the FedEx Cup standing, so you know a decent week, and he hangs on, makes it to East Lake, but he could really make a move. I like Sung Jay a lot. He's a name that sticks out to me in here. Um, Harris English, like, I'm just going to continue to play Harris English because he's, he's just feeling himself right now. Sam Burns, I like that. Same thing. Um, I don't know what to do with Hovland and his... I mean, I don't think him breaking his putter is a bad thing and getting a new one because his putter is not good typically anyway. So, although I went and looked at it, he only lost, like, he didn't even lose a full stroke putting for the tournament. It was kind of weird. I was like, oh, crap. I... I I wasn't even paying attention. I was like, maybe he's probably lost like four strokes putting, and he's not barely lost one. The Tita Green game was fine. I, I guess he just got frustrated today, missing a couple short ones. Um, but I, I'll go back in on Berger. I know Berger probably pissed a lot of people off. Berger lost 5.6 strokes putting this week. 5.6. Now, yes, that's awful, but that is not likely to stay. He still crushed it with his irons. Gained almost six strokes on approach. He is in that Ryder Cup discussion, 12th. He's still in that FedEx Cup, like 23rd range. Eh, you know, I, I think this is a time to not get off the burger bus. We, we stay on the burger bus. We keep with it. Um, I know he was frustrating, but I, I think we stay on burger. And, and I think we do the same thing with Scheffler. Um, Scheffler was the chalk bomb last week. Ben got that one right. Scheffler's still in that Ryder Cup discussion. He lost three strokes putting, but gained... Uh, over five uh, in ball striking this week. Uh, so I like that. I mean, I want, I'm looking at like immediate form. Like I want to see exactly where these guys came in because you got to stay hot and you got to ride it. Uh, and I want to see the ball striking numbers there. I don't want to take somebody who's coming into this week having a really poor ball striking week unless it is a top echelon player with great ownership leverage and winning upside. So probably like yeah. a DJ, you know, if you're a DJ, because he didn't hit the ball very well. but. That's... Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think um, I'm a big fan of Burger this week, even though I know he did kill a lot of people last week. Um, Scheffler, I think, is going to be a, another good play. I like Billy Horschel now. I do think Horschel is going to end up in the seven K range. He's not long um, enough for me. I, I don't care. I don't care. I think his his overall game right now isn't isn't that terrible. You look at last week's stats. Um, you know, he gained. You know, putting, he gained on approach, he gained off the tee, um, he gained, where else? Strokes gained to the, I, I think Horschel is, uh, 
is I think this could be a good week for Horschel. And nobody's going to play him. Nobody ever wants to play Horschel. Never. No, I hate playing Horschel. But he typically does. I mean, I don't know the numbers on it. Obviously, he's won a uh, FedEx Cup before. But he does seem to play well this time of year on these courses. I don't know why it is, because they never seem to actually fit him all that much. But I do think Horschel could be a good, low-owned GPP play this week. I mean, we're talking about a lot of guys because we're guessing yeah. here on price ranges. So it's kind of hard to sit there and, yeah. you know, make a whole lot of, you know, we're making a lot of assumptions here. Um, but I do think Horschel is going to be one of those guys that's going to be low owned, that's playing well right now. Um, I, I, I like Horschel. Uh, you know, I just mentioned DJ. Um, and when you're betting on players to win on the PJ Tour, it's a safe bet that they're using a Fujikira shaft in their back. Oh, and DJ yeah, is one shaft. of those guys. Fujikira is the most played uh, wood shaft on the PJ Tour this season. Ventus is the number one wood shaft model on the PJ Tour, and they've been used to win on all three U.S. tours, the PGA, LPGA, and Champions Tour, including and also the European Tour. Notable players using the Ventus Fujikira shaft include DJ, Rory, Jordan Spieth, Adam Scott, Sergio Garcia. Ever heard of them? Thanks. It's uh, the Ventus is available in three models with a wide range of weights and flexes from any golfer to tour pro to weekend warrior kind of thing. Help golfers find the center of the club face more often for better consistency and distance. The Ventus with Velo Core is the performance standard for club fitters. So check it out. You know, Fujikira Golf, you can find a local fitter at FujikiraGolf.com and check them out on Instagram at Fujikira Golf. Appreciate those guys. I actually just put the Ventus Black in my driver the other day uh, because I'm a baller. And first of all, it's a sweet looking shaft. But second of all, if you have a high swing speed, but you can't you can't keep the ball on the planet, the, I don't need to worry about a high swing swing no. speed. It, but if you are that person, the Ventus Black is helping DB a ton, uh, keeping me in in balance so far. So, um, Pat, let's just kind of I, I don't want to prolong this thing. Let's just kind of start throwing some names out there that are grabbing my, grabbing your attention. I don't care where they where they're coming from. <clears throat> um, how about my boy Maverick McNeely continues to play well? Yeah, good, good for you. I don't know that I'm I don't know that I'm buying McNeely this week. Let's see how how it shakes out. He finished twenty seventh, twenty um, seventh uh, at the Northern Trust. The irons let him down a little bit, so I don't know that I'm necessarily buying him there. But a guy who you mentioned last week that I was not on but played pretty well uh, and had a chance, honestly, at one point today, but just couldn't really get it going, is Corey Connors. Yeah, He did what Corey Connors does, which is lose strokes putting and around the green, but that's standard. Nah, he Connors. had a great round three, though. Good Lord. Dude, he gained almost, he gained 11 strokes ball striking from off the tee to approach. He gained 11 strokes. That is really good. And he currently sits 20th in the FedEx Cup standings. I think Connors is an interesting one. You know, people seem to, the, the shine seems to have worn off a little bit on Connors. So maybe you can catch him at low ownership. So I like him. Um, who else you got? What do you think about Jason Kokrak? Yeah, Kokrak's going to be the hot topic, isn't he? He's 17. I mean, he's going to be the one that, like, he's the one that everybody, like, he's pissed everyone off the last two weeks. He's, he's, like, people, yeah. yeah, people wish he was 71st in the standings and not 17. <laughs> So they wouldn't have to even look at him. But it's it is gonna be this is a course that he should play well on. Yeah. Long off the tee. Yeah. You know, he's Yeah, I mean if you look at the last two miscuts, you know, this past one, I don't I I do think the Northern Trust did suit the bomber better as soft as it was, but 
it definitely wasn't mandatory. Uh, the Wyndham, where he missed the cut, was not, uh, you know, not really Jason's forte there. He, in fact, he lost strokes off the tee at that event, which doesn't happen always. But how him. weird is that, that the Wyndham is, is not his forte, as you well, just because said? Because the Wyndham's not built for bombers, and he's a long hitter. Well, neither is Colonial, where he just won. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. That's why he's so frustrating. He gained like, six shots. He gained over six shots off the tee at Colonial. The putter's also gone a little cold for Kokrak. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, in a no-cut event, like, why not? You get four par fives with Kokrak. You, you can take advantage of that. I do think this suits him better. Um, you know, so, I mean, sure. Like, I bring him up because I think he's going to be a, some, uh, something that, a player that a lot of people will argue about this week. And I am leaning towards playing him. And actually, when you look at it, when you look at all the strokes gain categories for this week, I and mean, obviously it was just two rounds because he missed the cut. But when you look at the strokes gain categories, he he not one category did he lose one full stroke or more. It was everything was like half a stroke or a third of a stroke. So he's like he's like pretty close to at least being average. Um, he just he couldn't quite get over the hump. Maybe he got to you know maybe he got to Kay's Valley, got an early peak, you know, mm-hmm. and he's ready to make a little bit of a run. He, like I said, seventeenth in the FedEx Cup standings. He's um, he is in that Ryder Cup discussion with a chance to possibly make his first Ryder Cup as well. So that you got that working for him. I think, what is he, like 15th or something in the Ryder Cup standing? So, yeah, I mean, sure. I, I think you do that. I think you jump on Kokrak. I like that. Here's another guy that mm-hmm. I want to talk about. Because I got, a lot of, I got a lot of crap for this guy. So on the opposite end of Matt Wallace, I mentioned Cameron Champ last week as a play that I thought I would can't, be I can't get play. I can't. But he's he played well. He did play I well. Mean, yeah, twenty-seven. You know, he lost strokes putting ter- like terribly. Lost two strokes putting last week, um, but gained around the greens, gained over a stroke on approach. Yeah, gained gained off the tee. He always does. I mean, Cam Champ is playing well, and nobody ever wants to play him. I, I don't know. I he did not gain good. off the tee at the Northern Trust. I don't know what you're looking at. He did not. He actually, which I thought was weird, he lost strokes off Wait, the tee. Wait, sorry, I was looking at I was looking at round four. Sorry. Yeah, he lost strokes off the tee yeah. for the tournament at the Northern Trust, but he gains over six on approach, which is interesting. And he gains strokes yep. putting, which is also interesting for him. Um, th- that's a possibility. You could talk me into it, I guess. I would be more excited to play one of my favorites, one of my favorites, Aussie, 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 Cam Davis. Mm. Um, whose irons were not man crushed, but his yeah. Um, he actually goes against what I'm talking about when I say I want the guys who had really good ball striking because his irons weren't great. Um, but again, Cam Davis with a, a par 72, four par fives that favors a bomber, no cut. I, I at least think even if he sucks in terms of tournament finish, he scores you some DraftKings points along the way. So I like Cam Davis. I could see him being. Uh, a little lower, a little lower owned as well. Um, I'll, I'll roll with I'll roll with him. How about how about the way Hudson Swafford played this week? Did you happen to take a peek at old Hud, Hudson Swafford? No, I didn't. Hudson I didn't even Swafford know. is turning it on right now. Okay, he finished eleventh. First of all, for the tournament, gained seven shots off the tee and gained over five on approach. Do the math. That's like. 12. That's like almost 13 shots is what he did in ball mm-hmm. striking. 
He lost three and a half with the flat stick, finished 11th. I, I couldn't believe how good Hudson Swafford played. And I also can't believe that Hudson Swafford is like wh- where he is in the, uh, where is he? Let's see. Uh, he's 40th in the FedEx Cup standings, which just shocks the piss out of me. So he's got to make a move this week. And he's coming off a week where he hit it really well. Kind of weird, but Hudson Swafford's like getting me a little bit, I think. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I don't mind that play. Another guy I think that's been, you know, pretty like just coming on lately is Sebastian Munoz. I think he has been yeah. really good. I like him. Let me ask you this though. If we're going between like, I don't know what, we'll, we'll start at Munoz there at 59 to 70. In that range, who do you think has the best chance to actually make a push to get into the top 30? Mm, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, it, when you're in this range, you have to finish, probably you have to win, or you have to finish like top three, I would think, to get enough points to know. boost yourself up there. The way they do the points, maybe... I mean, you got to make a big leap. Yeah, you got to make a big leap. So, who do you think is going to make the biggest leap? I, I don't know what. So, the you're talking chances else. to win. And I think on this course, Keith Mitchell intrigues yeah. me a lot. He had a good week. That's, that's the one I was long looking hitter. At. Um, and uh, that might be it. I think Keith Mitchell, maybe Johnny Vegas, maybe. I think Sebastian, I think because I did bring, I put him right there at the edge of this range. Sebastian, Vegas, and Mitchell are the three that could make the biggest move of that range. And they're going to be 6K plays, I would imagine. Maybe not. Well, I don't know. Maybe Sebastian and Vegas may be low 7K. I don't know. We'll see. You know who, uh, who I do like that um, number one is in the Ryder Cup. Well, he, he's pretty much in the Ryder Cup, but he's 54th in the FedEx Cup standings, and he lost more strokes putting than anyone in the field at the Northern Trust. And that's Paul Casey. Lost mm. nearly seven strokes putting. Seven strokes putting at the Northern Trust this week. But like Paul Casey does, gained almost nine in ball striking off the tee and on approach. I think that is, uh, I think that's something to pay attention to. I, I don't, you know, as bad of a putter as Paul Casey historically is, he's not, you know, to lose seven strokes is quite a lot. I mean, the last time he lost seven strokes putting was, mm, you got to go real far. Haven't found it yet. Now he's lost five. He's lost, there's six. There's five again. But like, it's literally his worst putting performance. I'm, I'm now in 2008 on Fantasy National. So it might be his worst putting performance ever. But just the you know at the St. Jude he gained seven, so he's he's hit or miss for sure. But the ball striking is always solid for Paul Casey. I think he's an interesting one to uh, to look at there. And and AC tells us in the chat you will need 460 points or less uh, from the 70 seven to 30. 70 to thirty range, which is at least a tie for fifth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So thank you there. So thank you, yeah, AC. thank you AC. We could always count on AC for that kind of stuff. Uh, so there we go. And producer Sam just said he made a DB massage yes. Bryson gift. So there you go. Yes. You know, it's a weird week, but you heard it here. <laughs> oh my Lord. I think I, I like that. Good job, Sam. We could get, we could get some the more interesting. Spa play of the week. 
Oh God. Um, thanks everybody for the support. We really appreciate it. It's going to be a fun, uh, fun week. Good tournament. See ya. Oh,